T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you tonight until 10 o'clock. Hey, thanks for staying up late with us this evening. We've got lots of things on our plate this evening, and we'll discuss lots of topics as the show unfolds. But, but keep this in mind, and you've, you've heard me say this before, at least when I'm on At Your Service. From my perspective, that means... We're here for you, and we take your calls, we take your texts, something that you cannot do with a podcast. So if we're not in the middle of an interview, listen, I like to hear from you. 314-436-7900, call or text. We've only got one uh, interview this evening uh, in the second segment, so the rest of the show will be open, and uh, we'll be talking about the news of the day. But uh, listen, I wanted to start... With this, because uh, earlier today, Susan Collins announced that she's going to vote to confirm the nomination of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court. Now, this was no shock. Uh, nothing uh, came out in the hearings other than, from my perspective, a judicial philosophy that's uh, rather flawed, uh, but uh, certainly academically, intellectually. In any other way that you want to frame qualifications for the Supreme Court, she's qualified. Now, I'm not going to agree with many, if any, of her future decisions as a Supreme Court justice, but I don't see the advice and consent clause in the Constitution to really uh, to to apply to whether you like the person or not from a philosophy standpoint. However, this is what I was hoping for, and and ha- haven't there ever been circumstances? in your life where you wanted something to happen just to see how it got resolved. And there's so many instances, like just from Sunday night, what would have happened if, if Chris Rock would have hit back? You know, what, what would have happened then if, if during the infamous slap at the Oscars on Sunday night, Chris Rock decided he was going to go toe-to-toe, uh, <laughs> toe-to-toe with the slapper? What would have happened? Uh, obviously, uh, Chris Rock would have lost that particular fight uh, because there's just no way that uh, he could take on Will Smith. But wouldn't have been fun to see that. Of course it would have. would have been interesting to see. But my point with regard to Ketanji Brown-Jackson is this. There, there is, 
there's a theory, not just a theory, but really uh, a, a legal concept. And it's not ideological. It's on both sides of the aisle that says this, that the vice president is not empowered to vote to break a tie on nominations. Now, we all know that Vice President uh, Harris could vote to break a tie if there's a bill that's 50-50. But you got to remember, constitutionally, that power to break a tie is in Article 1 of the Constitution, where it's talking about how bills get passed. And so legislatively, the vice president, who's the president of the Senate, that's his or her main job is to vote at least legislatively, to break a tie when it comes to bills. But but that voting power to break a tie does not extend to breaking a tie for a nomination. How can I say that? Well, first of all, it's not just me. It's Alan Dershowitz, a constitutional scholar and attorney. Pretty much uh, people view him as being on the right. Lawrence Tribe, he is very much on the left. In fact, he uh, personally has advised Hillary Clinton on her campaign and uh, President Biden during his campaign. So he's on the left. Both of those guys agree that the vice president does not have the power to break a 50-50 tie when it comes to a nomination. Oh, and there's one other person that agrees with that, Alexander Hamilton. Now, I didn't call and ask Alexander Hamilton. That would be Fun to do that as an interview if my time machine weren't broken. But Alexander Hamilton wrote this in 1788 in the Federalist Number 69. This is what he wrote, and I'm quoting, In the national government, if the Senate should be divided, no appointment can be made, unquote. Meaning the vice president cannot break a tie when it comes to a vote for a nomination. Because that power... The power of advice and consent, the power to vote for appointments, is in a completely different article of the Constitution. It's in Article 2, Section 2. And so scholars on the right, scholars on the left, even Alexander Hamilton agree that the vice president doesn't have that power. But wouldn't it have been fun to see that fight? You know, if this would have come down to a 50-50 vote in the Senate— and Vice President Harris voted to break that tie, and then it was challenged legally. Wouldn't that have been fun to see? It would have been great to see how that plays out. But now that that uh, Susan Collins announced that she's going to vote to confirm the nomination of Judge Jackson to the Supreme Court, we're probably not going to see that fight. I mean, it would take us uh, a Senator Cinema from Arizona to vote against her, and she's probably not going to do that. So. Darn it, darn it, darn it. I wish we could I wish we could have seen that particular fight, but we'll have to save that fight for another day. Hey, coming up after the break, we're going to discuss the real reason the real reason behind the January 6th commission. We hear about it every day. What are they really really doing? Well, we're going to hear this from Hans von Spakovsky, not only the guy with one of the greatest names ever, but he's also with the Heritage Foundation, and he's going to break down the real purpose behind the January 6th commission. Brad Young, at your service. 
We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Every day, even today, we see updates related to the January 6th commission. And, And last week, I had someone ask me, why is this commission still doing anything? It's over. It was over a year ago. What's going on with this commission? And I answered that question by saying, at least from my perspective, the sole purpose of the January 6th commission is to try to block presidents from, or Republicans rather, from running for office. But can the Democrats do that? Would it be legal to block members of Congress or even President Trump from running for office because of the January 6th commission. Well, to answer this question, I reached out to Hans von Spakovsky, former Department of Justice attorney, former member of the Federal Election Commission, and currently with the Heritage Foundation. Hans, thanks for joining us this evening on Camo X. Sure, thanks for having me. Uh, the media and the Democrats, uh, well, wait a minute, I'm, I repeat myself, but they're constantly... <laughs> They're constantly referring to the riot on January 6th as an insurrection. So before we dive into the purpose for the commission, let's answer a fundamental question, shall we? Uh, Was the riot on January 6th an insurrection? Uh, No, it wasn't. That's That's just the propaganda story that the left is trying to push. And here's why that's not just my opinion. Uh, keep in mind, there is a federal criminal statute that defines an insurrection against the United States government and, and like I said, makes, makes it a crime. Not a single one of the individuals who was arrested on January 6th has been charged under that insurrection statute. Not a single one. Yeah, not, 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 even the, not even the guy who was wearing the Viking helmet uh, horns? Not even that guy? No. No, nobody. I mean, look, they've been charged, you know, they've been charged with things like criminal trespass, assaulting a police officer, et cetera, but not a single indictment for insurrection. And you look, Brad, you and I both know the Justice Department, the Biden Justice Department has going has been going overboard. They've they have kept these people in solitary confinement. They are trying to get them put away for years. Um, it's very different from the way uh, the rioters, BLM and Antifa rioters, were basically totally ignored and let go. And believe me, if they could have charged them with insurrection, they would have done so. Easily. But what, this, what that shows is 
they simply couldn't find the evidence to do that. So, no, it was not an insurrection. What it was was a peaceful protest that uh, then got out, basically got out of hand at the Capitol with a relatively small number of of individuals. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I looked up uh, that charge of insurrection, 18 U.S.C. Section 2383, uh, and, right. and, and and it's very clear the definition of an insurrection, and yet no one, no one has been charged with insurrection. But l- let's talk about members of Congress. Some of the members right. of Congress are, are being investigated supposedly for this, but have any members of Congress been arrested, charged, or indicted for any actions Take it on January 6th. No, none whatsoever. Well, and the reason why that's important is you wrote an, an article this week at DailySignal.com. By the way, Hans, I I start my day every day by looking at the DailySignal.com. It's a fantastic website and a resource. But, uh, uh, but you wrote a column there outlining that the true purpose of the January 6th commission is to block Republicans— from running for office. So before we get into whether that's legal, explain the concept of why it's important to label Republicans as insurrectionists in the context of the 14th Amendment. Yeah, that, you know, it's, there's this, this obscure provision in the 14th Amendment that nobody's paid any attention to for 150 years. Remember, the 14th Amendment was passed in 1868, it was one of the Reconstruction Amendments after the end of the Civil War, and they put a provision in it, Section 3, which basically uh, disqualified individuals who had been in Congress before the war and had joined the Confederacy, and members of the Union military who had also joined the Confederacy. It, It barred them from holding any federal office. So they couldn't run for Congress. They couldn't go into the Union Army, et cetera. But if they participated in an insurrection or rebellion. And so what's going on here is Democrats want to try to use that section to prevent members of Congress from running for reelection. And what's already happened is there's been a challenge filed in Georgia against Representative uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying she shouldn't be listed on the ballot. A similar challenge has been filed against uh, Matthew Cawthorn in uh, North Carolina, and there's actually been a lawsuit filed also in Wisconsin against U.S. Senator Ron Johnson and two Republicans claiming the same thing. Um, The problem is uh, the left wants to ignore the history yes. of Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, and, and this and is what I want to. Yeah, this is what I want to get into. We're talking to Hans von Spakovsky. He's with the Heritage Foundation and DailySignal.com. And this Hans is where it, it, the saying goes: uh, uh, "Don't let the law get in the way of what you want to do." Because as I was right. reviewing this today, and your article at the DailySignal.com is an excellent resource on this. But first of all, under Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment. It's one of the rare instances, isn't it, where there's actually a provision in there that allows Congress to remove those disqualifications for being a so-called insurrectionist. Yeah, it's unique. There's no no other such provision in any constitutional amendment. The the when they passed this provision, they put in a section that said Congress could remove these disqualifications 
with a two-thirds vote of each house. And that is exactly mm-hmm. what happened. And that's what the left wants to ignore. In, in 1872, uh, Congress passed an Amnesty Act that got rid of um, the disqualification with just uh, two exceptions, really. One was if you were a member of Congress between 1859 and 1863, and then you joined the Confederacy, you still couldn't hold a federal office. Or if you were a Union officer and you joined the Confederate Army, you still couldn't. But it was removed for everybody else, okay? And then there was a second Amnesty Act passed in 1898 that even got rid of those exceptions. And the language of those Amnesty Acts, they're very short, or they're very straightforward. Uh, they don't just remove those disqualifications for people who were in the Civil War, part of the Confederacy. They remove that section permanently. Yes. So it is still, those Amnesty Acts are still in force today. So uh, no one can be disqualified because they supposedly took part in an insurrection or rebellion because that provision in the 14th Amendment, it doesn't exist anymore. No, it no longer exists. And, and, and the last one was passed in, in 1898, so you would think that Biden would have remembered that. But jokes aside, <laughs> jo- jo- jokes aside, let me just recap here, Hans, for because a lot of this, whenever I dive into constitutional law issues— People's eyes start to roll in the back of their head. So let me just recap and make sure I've got this right. And that is uh, uh, these people who are running for Congress, including Marjorie Taylor Greene and others, are being labeled as insurrectionists, even though not a single person has been charged with insurrection. And the Democrats are trying to use a a little-known clause of the 14th Amendment to block their ability to run for reelection, even though that particular clause was rescinded by Congress. Do I have that right? That, you you have summarized the situation exactly. And, and here's what I think is interesting, because as I, I've got, in fact, I'm having lunch tomorrow with a liberal friend of mine, and we just argue for a, a 90 minutes at lunch. It's, it's really something to behold. We're going to have a good time with this tomorrow. We barely have time to eat because we argue so much. But, but his position on this is, is that President Trump cannot run for re-election to the presidency because he is an insurrectionist under the 14th Amendment. But don't you see this as not only being uh, a, a vehicle to target members of Congress from running for re-election, but it's also something that the liberals and the progressive left want to use to block President Trump? No, that's true. But here's what you need to ask your friend tomorrow. It, I'm sure he's read the 14th Amendment, but ask him, has he read the two amnesty acts that Congress <laughs> passed in 1872 and 1898 when they got rid of that provision in the 14th Amendment? And by the way, uh, Representative Cawthorn, you know, the challenge to him running for re-election was run with the was, was filed with the North Carolina State Board of Elections by these voters saying, well, he shouldn't be listed on the ballot. So you know what he did? Cawthorn actually filed a federal lawsuit. And he's already gotten a decision from a federal judge confirming what I just said, that the two Amnesty Acts got rid of Mm -hmm. that provision of the 14th Amendment and therefore uh, can't be used to prevent him from running for reelection. So so even if these individuals 
were insurrectionists, which they're not, but even if you assume for discussion purposes they are, even with that assumption, they cannot be blocked legally by the 14th Amendment. That is exactly right. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, don't let the law get in the way of our de- of our desire to to remove <laughs> right. from voters the right to exercise their choice at the ballot box. It's an amazing. No, thing. and that's exactly what's going on. And and look, people should understand this. These different cases that have been filed in these these three states, and we can probably expect more to come. This is part of a political strategy because it was Mark Elias who is basically the legal general of the left. Remember, he's the guy that paid for and got the Steele dossier done. Yes. Uh, he was the general counsel of the Clinton campaign. He's the one that came up with this idea. He was quoted in, a, in an interview saying that they intended to do this to try to uh, make it uh, difficult for these Republicans to run for reelection. Amazing. And by the way, I think it's also interesting, Hans, you mentioned that Mark Elias, but the the, uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC, of course, were both fined today by the Federal Elections Commission for violations right. involving that very attempt with the Steele dossier. Right, because what they, because, and by the way, you know, I used to be a commissioner on the FEC, and what the, uh, what the fine was for was they, they lied to the FEC when they filed their expenditure reports because, you know, campaigns have to file reports saying how they spent their money and they disguised the payments basically for opposition research by Fusion GPS. They tried to claim it was just legal work when it obviously wasn't. So for lying to the FBI, I mean, the FEC, that's what they got Hmm. fined for. Now, generally, I, I'm always in favor of lawyers getting paid, Hans, but uh, not what it involves lying to the FEC. Uh, Hans von Spakovsky with the Heritage Foundation and DailySignal.com. I follow him there, and you should, too. Hey, thanks so much for joining us this evening on X. Sure thing. Anytime. Great to talk to you. Uh, hey, when we come back, and I, and I know that George Sells discussed a little bit of the Will Smith situation last night, but when we come back... I want to open the phone lines because there's some polling data. There's some interesting perspectives on this issue that have not been discussed. I'm going to bring that out next here on Camo X 314-436-7900. Phone lines are open. Text lines are open. Folks, that's what at your service means. We are here for you. Brad Young, we'll be back right after this. We've had a couple of callers who uh, didn't want to go on the air, uh, apparently just because they disagreed with me. Folks, let me tell you, I love when folks don't agree with me. I, I live for that. So if you think that Trump was an insurrectionist, if you think uh, that he should go to jail for insurrection, if you think he uh, of, uh, his First Amendment rights didn't apply to the speech that he gave on January 6th, Give us a call. Let's talk about that. Let's break that down. I would love to discuss that with you. 314-436-7900. In the meantime, I I teased that I wanted to talk some more about the Will Smith incident at the Oscars Sunday night. And Suzanne has already rang the phones. Hey, Suzanne, welcome to Camo X. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. So did you were you actually watching the the Oscars Sunday night or did you just see uh, clips of it? I had DVR'd it, okay. and so I watched it later in, in the evening. 
And I'm a big Will Smith fan. I'm not a big Chris Rock fan, but I don't think Chris Rock did anything wrong. I didn't know about her condition, but she's certainly not a quiet mouse that needs to be defended. <laughs> and Chris, um, Chris Rock handled it just right. And Will Smith, he even laughed at the very beginning. And then when she gave the look, then he decided to go and be stupid. Mm-hmm. I think it was assault. I think Chris Rock shouldn't because he'll be able to get much more mileage out of this than anything else. But I also wanted to ask you, the three presenters, the one lady I didn't know, the other lady was Wanda Sykes and uh, Schumer. Yeah, yeah, Amy, but, Amy, but, it's Amy yeah. Schumer. It's Chuck Schumer's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Or but the other niece? girl, yeah. the other young lady I did not know, and when she started to basically cavity search the two presenters, <laughs> I was amazed at the bad taste and if that had been reversed and a male had gone up and frisked those two percenters yeah. as females they would have been in so much trouble and they, I thought they, it was just in very poor taste. They, they would have you're exactly right but Suzanne I want to ask you a question because sure. I, I saw a poll today and I want to get your opinion on this. I read a poll okay. today that two out of three Americans, 66% of Americans uh, agree that Will Smith should be arrested. Uh, do, you, do you think he should have been arrested for that? You know, I, it was assault. It, it, well, it meets every definition of an assault. I thought it was definitely, basically unforgivable. Now, I had heard from different sources that Will Smith and his wife tried to wanted to leave. I heard later that some of the Academy people wanted them to go, and they refused. Yeah, that was reported today by Associated Press. But Chris Rock handled it with more grace and presence than I ever would have, because I would have punched him back. (laughs) Yes. Well... But yeah, you know, Will Smith is a big, imposing guy. He is, but. and he's in good shape. But but let me change the facts a little bit, Suzanne, because this these are the kind of things we did back in law school, and it makes conversations very interesting. So let's change the facts. If it would have been uh, 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 one of the janitors at the at that particular auditorium who walked out and slapped Chris Rock, would that janitor have been arrested? And hauled away in handcuffs. I don't think Chris Rock would have allowed it. I know, but I, let's I just really let, think let's go with this though. Been, let's just Smith, now don't change Smith the hypothetical on me now, Suzanne. The hypothetical is if a janitor came up and slapped Chris Rock on television during the Oscars live, would that janitor have been treated any differently than Will Smith was treated? Oh yeah. Of yeah, course. and anybody would have been treated different than Will Smith. And of for course. him to get up there later and accept the thing and say, I want to be peace and love, and uh, he, the only thing he left out was have a good right hook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you but, know, but, but it's see, like, but really, this is what's he's sobbing like a baby, yep. and he didn't apologize then. Supposedly, he apologized later. But I think he, I think he should have been removed from the stage and left the rest of it up to Chris Rock. But if I was Chris Rock, this would be the headline of every comic 
event I yep. ever did. I would say, hey, did you know how I met Will Smith? You know, <laughs> I, he would be fodder for the rest of Chris Chris Rock's life. I would I would be making fun of him left and right. Yep. Well, hey, Suzanne, I, I just want to tell you, thanks so much for uh, calling in this evening. Appreciate you, your opinions on this. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. the reason why I led Suzanne down that road is because of this point. If a janitor would have walked in and slapped Chris Rock like, like uh, Will Smith did, that janitor would have been arrested on the spot. They would have been swarmed with security guards. And they would have been, and, and that guy would have been taken away in the proverbial paddy wagon. But Will Smith wasn't. Why not? Well, the progressive left today wants to always say that wealthy, usually it's wealthy white men are privileged. And so uh, the, the, the system needs to be changed because of the privilege of these wealthy white men. But what we saw on display, and it had nothing to do, I don't believe, with race, but it had everything to do with celebrity status. That if you're a Hollywood celebrity, you can commit assault on national television and get away with it. Now, remember, there was a, there was a comment that President Trump made during the 2016 campaign. He didn't make it during the campaign, but he, the, the video surfaced while he was running for office. And the, and the comment was he was getting off of a bus and somebody interviewed him. And, and I forgot what the question was, but he grace, basically made a very disparaging comment about grabbing women. And he could do that and get away with it because of who he was. And the left came unglued when President Trump at the time, just citizen Donald Trump, made that comment. He came unglued talking about how dare this shows his privilege that he could make such a comment, that uh, that he would actually do such a thing, and he should be arrested for making that comment alone. And they accused him of being privileged, and they said the progressive left said that privilege should be taken away from him. Well, didn't we see Sunday night? I was watching it live. Didn't we see privilege on display Sunday night? We saw privilege where a man can go and smack another guy on national television with no repercussions. With zero, There was no security. No security guards tackled him. Nobody slapped him in handcuffs. Nobody drove him away in a paddy wagon because of his celebrity status, because of his privilege, if, you, if, if we could use that term, that's so often used today, usually in a racial context, but I'm using it in a celebrity context. Context, And if you look at Hollywood celebrities today, what what political persuasion is 99.6% of all Hollywood celebrities? What political persuasion? Folks, that's not a tough question. There, there's only two political persuasions in Hollywood, and that's left and lefter. Those, those are the only two. I mean, it's like the Indy 500 in Hollywood. They're going as fast as they can, doing nothing but turning to the left. And, uh, and those people had privilege. And yet, no, we don't hear any, we hear crickets from the left about how that privilege should be taken away from someone who assaulted another man on national television with no repercussions.
percussions. Hey, we're coming up here on a break. I'm going to have to uh, put you on hold here for just a moment for this uh, confiscatory uh, uh, profit break. When we come back, the phone lines are lit up, and I, but we'll always make time for you. 314-436-7900 at your service, KMOX. Don't forget, Will Smith portrayed uh, Muhammad Ali in a movie, so uh, the guy's got some swing. 436-7900-314-436-7900. Jim's been holding for a while. Hey, Jim, welcome to Camel X. And, Jim, you need to listen to me, not your radio. Listen to me through the phone. Okay, sorry, Jim. We're going to go to Dave. Hey, Dave, uh, thanks for holding. What's on your mind this evening? Hey, I just wanted to just make a couple comments. Just number one, like I was just shocked at like at the audience, just how they applauded Will Smith when he got his award. I mean, you would think that even if you don't want to boo him, just not say anything. But uh, yeah, also and also just as far as the slap, I know it was an open hand, but that was done with some force. And, you can and hear that was it. basically, yeah, that was basically a punch with an open hand. I mean. And Chris Rock, you know, he must have been in pretty good, you know, he must be in pretty good shape because he made that look easy. But that was with some force. I mean, some, that's why it, it's not just a slap. Like, it's an assault. I mean, that was a forceful, that could have done some damage. You know what I mean? Easily. And uh, also just I wanted to say just with the, how professional Chris Rock was about it. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? I just, he really was because, I mean, how do you take something like that? And I, you know. That's all I wanted to say. I appreciate you talking well, about well, it. Well, Dave, before, before you take off, though, I, I mentioned that two out of three Americans, the poll that came out just today, 66% of those who were polled uh, believe that Will Smith should be charged with assault, uh, a criminal charge of assault. What do you think? Well, the thing about that is, is that's kind of a choice that's up to Chris Rock. Should he be charged with it? Yes. But Chris Rock has to be you know, that's his choice to say, do I want to press charges or not? You know what I mean? You have that, that right. That's his kind of in his court, but should he be? I mean, I, I think Chris Rock should make a point about it that you can't get away with something like that. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, but it's kind of, it's his call because he's the victim, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not like a different type of crime where the state or somebody else, you know, it can be picked up by them. He, it, kind of his choice at least that's my opinion of it okay well hey dave appreciate your opinion and thanks for calling in this evening all right have a good one thanks. you too uh here's where i would differ slightly with dave uh, i don't think that chris rock has to make that determination generally police will defer to the victim because they're relying on the victim for their assistance to prosecute the would-be defendant Folks, this is a crime that was witnessed by 15 million Americans or however many million people were watching the Oscars. I'm a witness. I saw it. You know, call me to the stand. I was watching the Oscars on Sunday night when that slap happened. In fact, I turned it on right when Chris Rock came to the mic. And then I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, my first thought was, oh, this is a skit. It's part of the shtick. But it didn't take more than a few seconds to come to the realization that this was not planned and it is not a shtick. But the police could charge Will Smith based on the video evidence of him committing a crime. And uh, so they don't really, in this instance, need uh, need Chris Rock to 
to so-called press charges, I think there's more than enough evidence to go to a grand jury and get an indictment against Will Smith for assault. And, and listen, I know that's a judgment call one way or the other, whether he's charged or not. But I'm just pointing out that were it anyone else other than a Hollywood celebrity, that person would have been charged with a crime. But because of Will Smith's privileged status, he's going to, in all likelihood, skate. In fact, not only was he not punished, he was given an award 40 minutes after his assault, and he was holding that award high in the air and then afterwards was partying the night away. That, to me, does not seem like the appropriate justice for committing assault on national television. Hey, Damon's got some opinions on this. Damon, welcome to KMOX. Yeah, hey, how you doing? I'm doing uh, great, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, assault, this, this Will Smith uh, slap. <laughs> assault, uh, no. Um, ill-timed and bad judgment, uh, w- without a doubt. Um, you know, Will Smith has been an icon. He has been a role model uh, for kids throughout yes. his whole career. Well, the fact that he did it, uh, it, it baffles me. It really does because he's never, I've never seen, uh, that side of him. Uh, Chris Rock, if you was assaulted, he was laughing immediately after it happened. Oh, he was laughing and he was saying, Oh my God, Will Smith just slapped the hell out of me. y'all!" And he was laughing about it. And he didn't realize that, that he was even serious. Will Smith was serious until he said, you know, yeah, keep don't your say it. Don't, don't, yeah, don't say no, it. No, I wouldn't. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Uh, uh, mouth, wife, and wife. Uh, a lot of people are taking this a little bit. Why, why, why would you want this man arrested for assault? Because he slapped that guy and the guy didn't think anything of it. I have seen much worse oh, yeah. from other celebrities. And come on, man, let's, 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 let's call it what it is. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think that Will Smith, that's just like, I mean, I, I don't like to put things in black and white. I really don't. But why? Because Will Smith is black. You think no, he should be charged with all. assault? No, not at all. When, but when but Damon, don't. But I'm not suggesting that he should be prosecuted. But don't you see how the only reason that he's not being prosecuted is because of his privileged status as being a celebrity? I don't think race has anything to do with it. I think it all has to do with celebrity status and privilege. Well, I think that's an assumption on your part. I think that the fact that he is a celebrity is actually a lot of a lot of times is worse for him. What about uh, Bill Cosby? He had a celebrity status, and they went out of their way after they told him they wasn't going to prosecute him to prosecute him. Right, and many no, on no, the left today, think... many on the left today say that Bill Cosby ultimately was acquitted because of his celebrity status. I don't think that's the case, but I know I've heard that echoing very loudly. Hey, Damon, I'm going to have to let you go because we're coming up on a hard break, my friend. But thanks for calling in this evening on KMOX. Much appreciated. Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, we're going to come up on a break here in just a second. But but if you look at – I had someone call in and didn't want to go on the air, but they said, what would happen, Brad, if your wife would have been ins- insulted? Well, I think what you look at is justifiable and comparative force. And if someone insults my wife, then I'm going to insult them back. But I'm not going to go and punch them if there's no physical violence. That is beyond justifiable and beyond comparative force. And because of that, I think he was out of line. 
Hey, we've got more coming up in the next hour. Also, your calls and texts at your service. Brad Young, we'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.